welcome to Sounds from the Shelves. I'm Mika. I'm Sarah. I'm Lee. And today we're going to talk about some little known holidays from November. Mm. <laughs> I'm so, excited. <laughs> we've, we've prepared and we're going to start with National Pickle Day, which I don't have a date for. Oh no, there it is. November 14th. National Pickle Day. Yes. And the reason we're starting with this is because Lee brought in some pickles. Yeah, spicy. Spicy pickles. I personally hate pickles, so I will not <laughs> be trying them. But Lee and Sarah both have some spicy pickles. Got a spicy pickle. No. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely spicy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like, feels like a wave going over your tongue. Mm-hmm. Spice. There's a little more spice than like pickle for me, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. I will be going to the store tonight. I'm buying those now. Excellent. <laughs> they probably would have a little more crisp if they were cold, but mm-hmm. they were right off the shelf because I went on lunch and bought them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you like pickles, November 14th. November 14th. National Pickle Day. Yeah. I also like, um, there are these garlic pickles, garlic dill. Those are really good, too. They taste really good on a sandwich. Have you ever made, like, your own pickles before? I haven't, but my housemate and her mom have, and they've come out really good. I made them, like, a couple times, like, right at the beginning of COVID when everyone was home. They were super tasty, but I haven't in a while. I haven't done traditional pickles because, like I said, I I don't like them. I have done, like, a Japanese pickling where you just, like, douse them in salt and mm-hmm. let them sit. And that's not bad. It's the vinegar I don't like. So did you just use cucumbers or mm-hmm. – oh, okay. Yeah, you just take, like, cucumbers and you put a bunch of salt in them. Sometimes you'll use some, uh, like, rice vinegar or something like that with it too. But... So you don't mind rice vinegar, though? In small amounts. Okay. It has to be small amounts. she's like no vinegar (laughs) preferably if it's balanced out with something more sweet like mirin or sugar oh okay i need that balance Mm -hmm. there's just this nice heat on my tongue now Mm -hmm. that's not bad though it's not no i don't need to reach for my water or anything Mm -hmm. no yeah like i tell people i am positive (laughs) so I like potato salad if it's made without pickles in it, but if you put pickles in it, it's bad. Yeah, don't do that. We can't ruin potatoes because, you know, we love potatoes. We really That's do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, too bad there wasn't a, a, like, potato day. Although, uh, apparently November is Sweet Potato Awareness Month. Yes. Uh, Sarah found that. Yeah, I love sweet potatoes. Um, I think I like them a little bit better than regular potatoes. Depends on what I'm doing with them, but sweet potatoes are delicious. Mm-hmm. I like them with brown sugar and cinnamon. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you have them with marshmallows too? Oh, yeah. So, okay. Um, for Thanksgiving, um, my mom usually makes the, well, they're candied yams. She'll put the marshmallows and broil them real quick to melt the marshmallows. Yeah. It's super sweet. That reminds me of Thanksgiving more than a turkey does, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. I found this great recipe that's a twice-baked sweet potato. Hmm. Oh. So you take the sweet potato, of course you bake it, hollow it out, 
And then you mix the sweet potato flesh with like creme fraiche and sour cream and some cheese and bacon and stuff it back in the shell and bake it again. It is so good. It's like that perfect balance of like salty with just a hint of sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think creme fraiche. Creme fraiche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I, I don't know why, but that always sounds like it elevates the recipe. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I put some creme fraiche in it. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for the British bake off. <laughs> yes. The potato apocalypse. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Sorry. I, it just reminded me. I've been reading this book to my son that he's now addicted to. Um, so there's this whole series by, I think it's Jonathan Stutzman. Um, but the first book is uh, Llama Destroys the World. And the second book is Llama Unleashes the Alpacalypse. And I love it because I love titles that are puns. Yes. <laughs> We're word nerds. It's okay. I just love puns in general, really. November 1st is National Authors Day. I don't know. It might be nice to write your favorite author a letter and tell them how much you appreciate them. I was going to quickly talk about uh, Lloyd Alexander. So because of him and the Chronicles of Perdane, I am a fantasy nerd, and I love epic tales. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have a favorite author that you would write to if you could? Or have written to? When I was a kid, I wrote to Anna Martin. She did the Babysitter Club books. Oh, yeah. Um, And I remember she, like, wrote me back a little letter, and I have it somewhere in a box. Somewhere. And then someone whose name really bad i don't remember her name but i remember the book she wrote it was called silver dollar girl i read it in like probably third grade i remember writing her too and she wrote me back which was really cool but my favorite author is lemony snicket lemony snicket is hilarious Mm -hmm. (laughs) i also really loved anna martin as a child i think i talked about on a previous episode yeah i think we've brought it up before yeah probably my favorite author currently is meg cabot she wrote, like, The Princess Diaries mm-hmm. and a bunch of romance novels and <laughs> lots of stuff. I don't think I've ever actually written her a letter, though. She does have a blog that I follow, so maybe that counts. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm very agreeable today, fellows, folks. I've been talking a lot today. I think that pickle was maybe just too spicy now. It was a little bit too much. (laughs) Oh, all good. So I wanted to talk about real quick. This November 2nd is election day. Woohoo! Election day! Okay. I think it should be a holiday, which is why I'm including it. Uh, I think we should all get a holiday to go vote. I agree with that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know some some businesses will give their employees like a two-hour mm-hmm. paid thing, but uh, some places, as we have seen, it takes longer than two hours to wait in line to vote yeah. for certain elections. So I think I, that would be important. Yeah. I'm very glad we have mail-in voting here because then mm-hmm. I don't have to wait in any lines. Um, although I usually end up working the polls somewhere on election day because I like volunteering to help with the election. So that's a thing. 
you go vote, you might see me somewhere in Salt Lake County. Hey! It's a mystery. Who knows where <laughs> Mika is? It's true. I don't even know. <laughs> I will say, like, when we were researching, like, weird random holidays, my favorite one I found was November 18th. It's married to a Scorpio support day. I'm the furthest thing away from being married, um, but I just find it so funny that they, like, singled Scorpios out. It is pretty hilarious. I'm not married to a Scorpio. My husband is a Sagittarius. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Can you guess what I am? <laughs> you probably need a support group for that, too. <laughs> I, I probably do. It's okay. I love all my Scorpio friends, but as their friend, I hear a lot about their relationships. So, yeah, I can understand <laughs> partners <laughs> wanting to have a support group. <laughs> I did date two Scorpios and never again. Never again. Well, you needed the support group. <laughs> I really did. Let's see. I'm an Aquarius. I don't feel like you need a support group for dating an Aquarius, really. I'm a cancer. I need, like, my own support group just for me is what I need. Support yes. Support group for cancers. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Um, when does this episode air? It might be, like, right right on the cusp of Scorpio season. Scorpio season is October 23rd through November 22nd. Oh, so we, yeah, we're yeah. in Scorpio season. Mm -hmm. all, right, all right. Don't, don't anger the Scorpios. <laughs> Another one that I thought was interesting. Um, so it's November 19th. National have a bad day day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all have it. <laughs> I actually looked up, like, the reasoning for that, and it was, like, a couple who created it as, like, a joke for, like, customer service and retail employees. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, have a great day, they say, have a bad day, because people, like, won't necessarily pay attention, or they'll just kind of chuckle to themselves. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I feel like everyone who works in, like, a service-oriented profession needs something like that every <laughs> once in a while. Just a day where they can tell everybody, I hate you. Have a nice day. <laughs> we don't actually hate people. Just no. Sometimes working with people is hard. It is hard because um, it's unpredictable. So <laughs> you never know who's going to walk in the door. Mm -hmm. um, most days are great. And some days you're just like, should have called in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side of that, we have World Kindness Day, which is November 13th. Pay it forward. Um, I One year I did a display called Catch a Vibe. Um, so you just put something supportive or kind on a fish, and then you put it in a fishing net. And people could take, it, take one, leave one kind of thing. Didn't really pan out the way I thought, but there were some really sweet things that people wrote, so... That's really yeah. fun. I'm a big fan of every now and again, there will be like a Facebook or Instagram post that goes around that's just like, in case no one's told you today, you're awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I love those too. Because <laughs> sometimes you just need to see that. <laughs> yeah. Or I like your weird. Stay weird. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. like, 
November 3rd was also National Sandwich Day. So does anyone have like a favorite sandwich place they like or a favorite sandwich since we both, we all love to talk about food here? (laughs) (laughs) What makes the world go round? (laughs) Food is delicious. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to say. Also, my favorite sandwich probably is I like to take two toad in a holes and put a piece of cheese in between them and make it a sandwich. I don't know what a so toad, toad in a hole is when you cut a hole in the middle of a piece of bread and put an egg in it. Ah, I thought that was called bird in a nest. I think it has a number of different names. <laughs> I call it a toad in a hole. That's what I learned. But I'm pretty sure it has a number of different, different. names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite sandwich. Um, I actually just thought of it when you were talking about that. I love taking grilled cheese and putting turkey and tomatoes um, and peppers uh, inside the grilled cheese and I'll probably use three or four different kinds of cheeses and it's important to note that I'm lactose intolerant so this is a real (laughs) treat for me because I got to take like four or five pills when I eat one of those Um, but it's just so good and just the buttery toasted bread oh I'm like drooling now (laughs) Should have made one of those. <laughs> Dinner at Lee's house today. <laughs> there. <laughs> My favorite sandwich is from um, a place called Bud's. They're in downtown Salt Lake. They do vegan sandwiches, but half the time you wouldn't know that they're vegan. But they have a really good one that's like a buffalo fake chicken. Mm. And I learned if you add strawberry jam to it, as strange as it sounds, it's really good. My sister turned me on to it. So you have like strawberry jam to it with sprouts and it is delicious. So good. Not like no sandwich I ever make will top theirs. They also have really good like chocolate chip cookies that have zucchini in them. Delicious as well. I actually like zucchini bread with chocolate chips in it. So (laughs) it's just that, but in like delicious melty cookie form. Mm, Mm. Might have to find this place and buy their cookies. (laughs) All right. Are you guys ready for tongue twister day? Always. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So international tongue twister day is November 8th. And I happened to print out a bunch of tongue twisters because they're really hard. And (laughs) it's it's interesting because when I was looking for a few of them, there are quite a few sites that use tongue twisters to actually teach the English language or people that have grown up with um, speech difficulties. So like S's and TH's, things like that can be kind of a hurdle sometimes. So um, I am purposely not reading anything with the S's because <laughs> I tried earlier and we I just would have been bleeped out. Um, <laughs> but one of my favorites is... Uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't really Fuzzy Wuzzy. <laughs> so I'm just going to giggle the whole time. <laughs> um, but if y'all want to pick one or do you know one off the top of your head? You want to try to read one? Passing the baton. Okay, here's one. Um, gobbling gargoyles gobbled gobbling goblins. I'll do it fast. Okay. <laughs> gobbling gargoyles gobbled gobbling goblins. 
Okay. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Here we go. Let's see if I can remember this. It's been a while since I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, how many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Boom! <laughs> <laughs> I remember the one we always did for choir is like warm-up was She Sells Seashells by the Seashore. That was yes. on the list, and I purposefully avoided that yep. one. Yeah, the, the S's are just, no. Too it's many hard. bad choir memories. Now my, now my tongue twisters mostly consist of reading Fox in Socks to my child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, just trying to find a – oh, this one. <laughs> Can you can a canned can into an uncanned can like a canner can can a canned can into an uncanned can? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to giggle and giggle and giggle. (laughs) The other one I used to do all the time was how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Uh, Yeah, that one was like all over. Mm -hmm. Um, Funny thing. So Guinness World Records, they used to have um, uh, the hardest tongue twister in existence. That category is no longer in their books. But um, at one point, the sixth sick sh- – <laughs> I told you I can't do S's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the sixth sick – chic six sheep's sick. <laughs> that, yeah, that's- can't do that fast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought that was fun. Um, I love tongue twisters. Uh, yeah. So I, I am a word nerd, so I love anything that tells me the history of language and things like that. I thought that would be a little fun thing. I was very amused. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Maybe it's just that day you only speak in tongue twisters just to see what people say. Say, yeah. Oh my goodness. I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it. Can you imagine working the reference desk and just speaking tongue twisters? Everyone would be like, call 911. <laughs> She's Maybe not right. Maybe you should go home for the day. Yeah. This is how you get your vacation in. Yes. So another one that I wanted to talk about, also because I think it's kind of hilarious, and also not hilarious because it's kind of a commentary on our society, um, November 30th is... Stay at home because you are well day. That sounds nice. Mm -hmm. I know. It's like a take a vacation because you can take a vacation sort of thing. You've earned the time. Take the time. Yeah. And don't feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like one of those things where I realize I I used to apologize to ask for time off. Sorry, but, you know, can I have this day off? Like, why am I doing that? I worked to earn that time off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still yeah. do that. And I'm like, uh, no worries if it doesn't work out with the schedule. It's okay. I'll figure it out. It's, it's very much ingrained into us by society at large, I think, that you have to work hard and not take your days or else you're being a bad employee. Yeah. But we've discovered if you don't take time for yourself and step away from work once in a while, you do actually become a bad employee Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you get burnt out. So, yeah, I actually think it's really fascinating. The studies that are coming out. um, I don't know if anybody has been following 
in, I think it's England, they had a number of companies that signed up to do a study where they did a four-day work week instead of a five-day work week. Um, and thus far, actually, the employees are much more productive with a four-day work week than they were with a five-day work week. And a number of those companies are actually considering transitioning completely to just four-day work weeks from now on. I mean, I used to work four days. I miss only working four days. <laughs> it was really nice. Um, so are they, st- uh, do you recall if they were working 40 hours in those four days? No, or? they're, they're working, I think it's like 32 hours. 32. Yeah. yeah. So it's four, eight hour days. Yeah. That's, that's the sweet spot right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like with that too, um, you don't worry so much about vacations, mm-hmm. um, mainly because most people are going to get their stuff done in those four days, and then you already have those three days. N- nobody's working, so. Hmm. <laughs> I think I we're all going to move to England now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't think England could hold all of us. <laughs> Ah, they got it. That's fine. (laughs) We'll just become like Holland or the Netherlands. Sorry, it's not Holland anymore. Just start pushing the ocean further and further out. They did that? Yeah, the Netherlands. (laughs) There's a a significant chunk of the Netherlands that would be underwater if it weren't for the dams, the forts that they build up around the country. Hmm. Interesting. Learn something new every day. (laughs) Why did you let me sing? (laughs) I mean, I don't know that it's so much as let you. It's just... You just went for it. (laughs) You didn't ask permission. You just went. (laughs) That's a Sagittarius in me. (laughs) If we want to talk about fun months, November is also picture book month. So does anyone have a favorite picture book? I mean, I have a favorite picture book from when I was a child. I don't know that I could pick a favorite now. There's too many I like. But when I was a child, I really liked Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Classic. Mm-hmm. Because I am Alexander, and I am going to move to Australia. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I don't, Yeah. I don't really have a favorite. Um, I know, um, well, I used to be a children's librarian, but, like, the children's librarians always share the picture books that they get in. Um, There's quite a few um, unicorns and, you know, bears that pee their pants and (laughs) stuff like that (laughs) that I quite enjoy because, you know, potty humor is just, it it will never go old, you know? (laughs) What about you, Sarah? Um, I really like a book. It's called Bodies Are Cool by Tyler Fetter. It came out, I think it was two years ago. Um, I really like the artist. She's a super cool person. But the book is just highlights, like, different bodies and, like, how everyone is different and all of their, like, cool, unique features. Mm-hmm. It's a really good book for kids. And then I think it, like, technically goes against National Picture Book Month, but it's in the picture book section. Um, but it's the book with no pictures by yes. BJ Novak. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read it to like a group of kids and not had all the kids just like laughing by the end of it. Like it's a perfect book for like anyone, no matter your age. 
I second both of those good books. They're both fantastic. I like so, anything that gets little kids giggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also really enjoy, um, I found this book for Victor. It's called Princesses versus Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it alternates, like, one side of the book, one page is the princesses, and the other side is the dinosaurs. And they're, like, arguing about whose book it is. And, like, the dinosaurs <laughs> call in this big T-Rex, and then the princesses call in this big dragon. And then the dragon and the T-Rex decide, since they're so much bigger than everyone else, that it's actually their book. <laughs> and they're like, no, go away. And then this rubber ducky shows up out of nowhere and is like, it's a rubber ducky book. <laughs> and I always say it like that because I think the rubber ducky should have a high voice like that. <laughs> well, they squeak, so That's yes. Right. I concur on this. So then they kick all of them out. And then they build a wall, like, between the two of them. Um, but then, like, the dinosaurs and the princesses start peeking over the wall, like, what are they doing over there? And, uh... Some of the dinosaurs cross over to the princess side and dress up, and some of the princesses cross over to the dinosaur side and like start roughhousing. And in the end, they decide it's a book for everyone. Yay! Yay! I'm sorry, I just spoiled the whole book for you. <laughs> it's not very long though, so. <laughs> but it's adorable. I think yeah. it's hilarious, and I like doing the rubber ducky voice. So <laughs> we uh. uh one of my coworkers was cleaning out the cupboards and closet and stuff. And, uh, we found like two, uh, gallon, uh, Ziploc bags of rubber duckies. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Oh, the rubber ducky. Just start hiding them in places in the library. Let people find them. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. New passive program. Because, like I said before, I'm a word nerd. So, also in the month of November, we have Cliche Day, which is November 3rd. There's a lot of stuff in the beginning of November. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, cliches. Everyone knows them. Everyone uses them. We all get it. And that's why they're cliches. They're overused, and people get bored of them. Um, many... Many uh, professors and writers will tell you, uh, never use a cliche <laughs> in your writing. It will be crossed off and marked off and all that. So, um, yeah, uh, a couple of some, just in case you don't know, um, all that glitters isn't gold. Uh, all for one, one for all. Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed. That's usually me. <laughs> like, um, yeah, so you guys have any favorite cliches? Or ones you hear and you like, the insides of you just burn because you hate it so much? Because <laughs> I have one of those. <laughs> I like when people say all that glitters isn't gold because I think of the famous smash smash mouth song when they say all that glitters is gold oh. pretty sure that's how the lyrics go anyway uh -huh. <laughs> i like it we're gonna keep it <laughs> honestly i kind of like cliches mm -hmm. um i don't know there's something like every now and again i'll run across something where somebody like is intentionally using cliches as like a humor sort of thing oh yeah and i think it's hilarious I also really like, so I spend 
a lot of time, well, I shouldn't say a lot of time, a, a decent amount of time in the dark, dark corners of Reddit. Um, <laughs> dark, dark. <laughs> okay, not that dark. <laughs> but um, I always enjoy on Reddit when people start arguing about the blood is thicker than water quote and um, yeah. how it's misinterpreted and then the, the misinterpretation of the actual interpretation it, it amuses me to no end to watch people argue about that I love it too because it, people realize that um, we usually actually most times lose the original context of <laughs> a phrase um, so yeah it is, it is fun if you know the history and the evolution to watch people argue and you're like, yeah, you're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but you're amusing me, so yeah. I'm going to let you go on. <laughs> and I always love it when people misuse cliches that, like, they they turn it to mean the opposite. Like, the, the pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing. Like, oh. that was all started because it is, in fact, impossible to pull yourself up from your bootstraps. <laughs> Uh, I love stuff like that. Oh, so um, so cliche is actually uh, has French origins. So um, that's why sometimes you see an accent over the E. Sometimes you don't. Uh, when printing presses were used, a cast iron plate that reproduced the words or images was called a stereotype. And the noise that the cast plate made sounded like cliche, which means click. Um, so to French printers, favorite word ever, this automatopoeia, um, <laughs> word became a printer's jargon for the stereotype. So that's where we get the word cliche from. Nice. All right. All right. I, I'm done. I feel like I did my job. <laughs> but I also think it's kind of funny that we use stereotype in that way too. That's true. <laughs> yeah. The history of language is fascinating. Especially English because it draws so many words from so many different languages. Mm -hmm. English is a trip, guys. It really is. Mm -hmm. And there are words where they can't find the origins of it. And I think that's even wild. I was like, aliens. No. <laughs> Actually, probably. Yeah. Or ghosts. Ghosts. It's all yeah. ghosts. Yeah. It's ghost speak, man. <laughs> all right. So there was one other holiday that I wanted to talk about, which is November 7th. It's International Games Day. Ooh. Um, does that include all games? Like outdoor games, board games, video games? Do you know? No, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was made more for board games. Oh, okay. But I'm going to look this up real quick. Because I know there's, like, um, festivals and stuff dedicated to board games, right? Yeah. yeah. And there is, like, well, I don't know if it's an international holiday or if it's just National Board Games Day. Okay. So I think it's all games. But the, the idea behind the day is to celebrate the learning potential of games. Oh. Um, because, of course, games have video games, board games, social games. Like, they all have skills that you need to play them that help you with other things in life. And games are a great way to learn things. That's why we often gamify different things that we need to learn. <laughs> mm -hmm. So 
That's what International Games Day is about, and I really enjoy that. And I'm a gamer, so. There we go. What's your favorite board game and your least favorite board game? So I can answer least favorite faster. Yes. Settlers of Catan. (laughs) (laughs) That one gives me a headache. It's most, knocking my microphone. Um, It's mostly because I had, I have, he's still around. I have an (laughs) uncle who every turn is like forever of him debating what is the best move he could make. What is the most strategic thing he could do in this moment? And it just, like, it zaps all the fun out of the game immediately. I hate it. (laughs) And even though, like, other people I play with aren't like that, like, him playing that way for so long just has ruined the game for me forever, and I cannot do it. (laughs) I I loathe Monopoly. (laughs) Monopoly is also terrible. Yeah, mainly because it, I swear, it never ends. It just doesn't – someone just needs to get mad and throw the board, and then we're like, okay, we're done. Table <laughs> I actually really like Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like a competitive person with it. I just think it's fun. And when I was a kid, we would like collect themed Monopolies because there are so many out yes. there. You have no idea. There are. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just like playing like the little themed Monopolies, but I don't do it to like – be mean. I just happen to win every single time I play it. Uh-huh. But it's totally on accident. Table flip! <laughs> so, so what Sarah is saying, it's that she is a very good capitalist. <laughs> I don't want to say that about myself. <laughs> She's no. no. Um, yeah. So what's your favorite one then? Or one you enjoy at least? Um, when I actually played the other day, I've only played it like twice. It's called Mansions of Madness and it's a tabletop game. It's very fun. Um, it's like a Cthulhu HP Lovecraft inspired. Um, you actually have to have like an app to play it and you'll pick a scenario and you play different characters and you basically get up to all sorts of weird, mysterious things. Um, and so you'll like discover rooms, you can tell the computer and then it tells you what to do. And it's very fun and spooky. I like that. I like one called Betrayal at House on the Hill. I love that game. So fun. There's a legacy version of it, which is really cool, which for those who don't know what legacy games are in tabletop, it's where you get like the game and you like basically make your own rules and like make your own game out of that. It's like the easiest way to explain it. Um, like, then, like you're not just making up stuff. There's like points where you make choices mm-hmm. and those choices determine what cards and stuff goes into the game. So yeah. like choose your own adventure kind of thing? Kind of. Yeah. And it'll say like in the Betrayal Legacy game, there'll be times where it says like, okay, you use this card, you rip it up. You're never going to use it again. Or like light the, that one's really fun because it'll say like light these things on fire and like never use them again. And then when you're done with the Legacy game, like you finish your adventure, you play it using all those things that you kept oh okay which is kind of cool cool. like in betrayal in particular because i also have the legacy (laughs) version of the game you're like you play successive games um and in the games you're members of the same family so it's like you start with like the first generation and then the next game is the second generation and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth going through it's really cool Cool. also video game wise i really like spider-man um a fun story is one time at one of the libraries um, 
Shout out to the librarian who wasn't like paying attention when they put this on the book sale. I found the Spider-Man PS4 video game for 25 cents. Ooh. And normally it's like way more than that. So I really like that game. Nice. Nice. Um, so I'm old school. Um, I really love Clue and Trivial Pursuit. I love Clue. <laughs> Clue is fun. Yeah. And I enjoy board game nights. Um, I don't enjoy playing for four or five hours. <laughs> I'm definitely somebody that can't sit still and play for four or five hours. Definitely uh, don't play the games we just talked about. <laughs> I mean, betrayal can be short. It just depends yeah. on who you're playing with and how quickly you reveal who's the betrayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mansions of Madness, no way. I think we yeah. played for like five hours the other day, but it said it would take us 90 minutes. Yeah. Well, I guess it just depends on who you're playing and how well they explain how to play the game. <laughs> yes, that definitely makes a difference. Yeah. Um, there was a meme uh, a few years ago that it was like uh, one of the classical paintings. And there's somebody, there's a guy like reading over this paper and everyone else just looks like, oh my God, what is he doing? And it's like every time... You play Monopoly. <laughs> Someone has to pull the rule book out. I'm like, so I have, a, I have a Cthulhu game called Arkham Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got multiple expansions that like add on to it. But like it is this huge game. It takes forever to play. Like almost every time we play it, we t- set aside like the whole day. And I have never, never made it through the game without having to pull the rules out to reference something (laughs) because it is just that complicated. I mean, to be fair, yes, there are games like that, but like simple games where people are like, no, you cheated. And then they like pull the game apart and stuff. And you're like, oh, Uh come on, man. Mm -hmm. Just let me have fun. Let me cheat a little. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) I'm watching you, Sarah. I don't condone that. (laughs) It's okay. My my favorite game right now, probably, probably, um, well, board game wise, is it's called uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, <laughs> and so you are an architect who is building a castle for King Ludwig, um, and so you start with just like a foyer tile, um, and then you put out different room tiles. And so one person's the master builder, and they get to decide how much each room tile costs. Um, And then you have to pay them to buy your room tiles. And you go around, and you're just building, like, this crazy castle and, like, trying to get the most points based on what rooms you're putting in your castle and whatever the bonus objectives are. It's super fun. See, I like watching people play those (laughs) games. (laughs) I would get frustrated and or bored. Um, yeah, I try. I really do because I just I love the social aspect mm-hmm. of board games. Um, but yeah, I I'm definitely like, can we play something else now? <laughs> it's okay. I have the game for you. It's called yeah. Trogdor the board game. It's a cooperative game where essentially you're just trying to keep Trogdor from destroying everything. Uh, sounds like a nanny job. <laughs> <laughs> just go look up Trogdor okay. on Homestar Runner. It's okay. hilarious. All right. And then you'll just have Bernie the peasants stuck in your head forever. Oh, boy. 
Anyway, Sarah, did you have one last holiday you want to talk about? You know, I think we talked about all of mine on my list. Um, There was, like, one I found, but it's not a funny one. It's a serious one. Um, And that one is, it's the 20th of November, and it's Transgender Day of Remembrance. And it started in 1999 as a way to honor a transgender individual who had passed. And so people celebrate every year and do, like, vigils. Um, I actually think it's something to, like, it's important to recognize it. For sure. It's it's interesting to me how much uh, LGBTQ plus history has kind of been erased or mm-hmm. it just isn't taught. Like, I know I've watched several things about, like, uh, the, the quilt that they created to remember, like, people that died from AIDS and stuff like that. And there's just so many people who have never heard of any of that. But it's such a, a rich part, I think, of our history. And the AIDS Memorial quilt is actually really cool because you can go online and you can see all of the quilt squares, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. Love that. You got to remember, like, history is about people. You got to remember we're all human and all our stories are important. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Next month in December, we will be doing a year in review. I know we haven't quite been doing this podcast for a year, but it's close enough. Yes, yes. (laughs) So we'll talk about our experience doing this. We'll probably have a few guests of the behind the scenes people that help us make this podcast. Um, And we'll talk about what our experience has been so far. If you have any questions, feel free to write them into us. We are at shelvespodcast at slcolibrary.org. You can find new and old episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. That's it for today. All right. We out. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>